previously on the Simply Human podcast. He has realized that he has sent out um, an email that says, thank you for applying for the position of crack whore. (laughs) (laughs) It's episode 46 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's the return of Will Fleming, strength coach, podcaster, and astronaut. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with yours truly and the pep rally story. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'll tell you, Mark, I'm great. Do you know why? Why is that? I'm in my house. Right, We're recording this. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning, central time. And I don't hear... Any craziness, any like toys smashing, any wall like cars being driven on walls, toy cars. Did you murder your children? <laughs> yes. I finally decided to throw them down the well. No, my <laughs> oldest one is in first grade. He started last week. And uh, this week my youngest one started going, he's three, to like a uh, like a preschool for two two Ooh. days a week. Which means I get some peace and quiet. My wife, uh, who started her master's degree program this week, she gets uh, some time to study and read and do her stuff. And I get some time to watch uh, adult-themed television. Hey, now. Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy life, people. uh, I get to watch news without, like, my oldest son, like, Daddy, what is a beheading? Like, oh, my God, (laughs) like, let's turn the channel. So, like, I get to watch news, and I get to, like, uh, walk around in my underwear, and I don't get to be, you know, have to mediate disputes between two uh, little children. Oh, it's so awesome. When Rick is alone, he watches the nude news. Uh, did you know that's a real thing, by the way? Is it? I did not uh, know that. I, It may not be anymore, but, like, uh, <sighs> they used to have, like, a thing, like, and this is, like, when we were in college, so this is... 15 years ago, but like the naked news and basically, and I don't know what it wasn't on TV. It was like an internet thing, but like a woman would be re- like reading the news, like headline news style and just slowly taking off all her clothes until she was completely naked. I don't ever understand. Like I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I had to watch it for you know research. I was a, right. you know, a journalism student of course. crying out loud. I of course. had to, you know, research different, it was an assignment to produce the news, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's just due, due, due diligence really. But I, I don't know over what, know what happened to it, but that was actually a thing. The naked news. That's interesting. <laughs> What's also interesting is that I did some research, AKA oh. I emailed the, the service that is hosting the podcast now to be like, what in the world is like? Wh- why aren't we in the in the rankings anymore? And to, to pull the curtain back very very slightly for for our listeners, uh, we we should be in the iTunes top three hundred by far because there's tons of shows in the iTunes top three hundred that are like have never been updated. Someone created a show and made one podcast. It's like. Hey, this is Dave's Fitness Podcast. And that was it. That's all they've ever done. And they're continually in the top 300. Well, we've been getting more popular and more popular. Sometimes we're getting, you know, a thousand downloads per show, which is, you know, blows my mind. But we haven't appeared in this list. So you and I, uh, you know, in the background have been like, God, how how can we get on this list? What is the deal? So you did some research. Right. To, so to here's, here's how it works. Um, oh, good grief. Well, basically, it's based on new subscribers and how many like podcast apps get uh, something about the podcast app. I was like going to pull the email up, and then like I, I, the guy's name is Rob, and I pulled up Rob Wolf instead, so that didn't work. Oh, but, good um, story. Yeah, great story. No, I can't believe we're not in the top three hundred. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but his advice was to change the name of the show in iTunes because when people go on to like. Uh, search for things. That's how it, it's. Uh, that's how they rank it or whatever. So yeah, like by keyword search. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's based on one thing. It's the number of new subscribers in iTunes in the iOS podcast app you have received in the last seven days, with a weighted average for the last twenty four, forty eight, and seventy two hours. So I changed the name of the show. Well, this is just by the way. This isn't just you know we're not just obsessed with this like arbitrary number in the top three hundred. It's nice for you and I to you know get that ego boost, but it's about uh, you know getting the message out. Right, we reaching feel like people. We have a good product for people that will help people, and so we want to make it more accessible to people who are trying to find shows of our genre. How about that? Right. So you had you had said the show should be something like the Simply Human Podcast. <laughs> 
naked uh and you know just like you know just stuff that like moron guys are like always like just googling like <laughs> so it is called the simply human podcast simple fitness nutrition exercise wellness fitness and fatless advice for improving your health and entertain you how about that? <laughs> I'm not going to start saying that every yes. show. That's you, you just should, that's that's our legal name. You should uh, you should be required to mention that at least one time per show. Well, it's like those dogs that like win the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Like their name isn't like you know Fido or Bunzi. Rex. It's like this ridiculous like twenty word name, like the the Crown Prince of England. And it's like okay, geez, that's a long name. Well, that's that'll that'll be our official name from now yes. on. And do I, to, do I have to update my tattoo? Now that we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I should have probably done that before you d- get the tattoo. Uh, but, you know, that should also be on like a t-shirt or something. Speaking of t-shirts. Oh, professional. That's a top <laughs> 300 segue, my friend. So speaking of t-shirts, I got some new t-shirts. You know, we have the yellow ones. Uh, I got some in purple, kind of a forest dark greenish red and black. Um, Ooh, and that's quite a... In, in sizes uh, small through XL. And I don't have like 10 of the purple ones in large. I have like, you know, like a couple of shirts per size, per color. So if you want one of those shirts and you want to know, like, you have a different option before I can like set it all up online or whatever, just email me. There's also kids shirts, um, sizes like small, medium and large and the kids sizes that say simple human kids, uh, with a really cool kids logo on the bottom of the simple human logo. There you go. Uh, and so, yeah, if you if you're interested in that, or we we mi- briefly mentioned the Simply Human reset last show. Uh, I'm I'm not really ready to completely start marketing that yet. Uh, but if you have some uh, interest in that, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail dot com. Got a lot of cool new listeners that have emailed me. I know we've got uh, we got a guy from Germany. Germany emailed, emailed us, was, and this is like we we've had emails from like. Uh, we had somebody from Australia on the Facebook page. We had the guy from uh, Sweden. Was Sweden, yeah, and then the, the, the guy from Germany. And it, I don't know about you, but it like blows my mind that we have. And I'm not saying like, oh, we have this global reach, like we're you know the Beatles of podcasts. <laughs> but like there are people that are outside of like our immediate like family and friends, or like at our immediate area. Like it blew my mind. Like Tim Wacker, like lives up in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. Like who I'm going to see mind. next weekend, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, awesome. Cool. But like that is so awesome to like our international listeners. I uh, I, I love you very much. Yes, uh, and, and it's, it is kind of funny too. Not funny, but it, it's you know they're like really from Sweden and don't speak English because there's like you can just tell that they're not they didn't grow up you know with English or Texan as their number one thing. The guy from Germany, I, I and not to make fun of him, but he when he spelled construction with a K instead yeah, of a C, yeah. I was like, okay, it's we're not being trolled. This is a real German. That yeah. seems like the German way to spell construction. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you know, we have a great show today. I guess we can just get right to it. Um, I had I wondered you know we're kind of doing these topic shows or we've done one so I haven't really been doing them I guess is the wrong verb um, but uh, you know we talked about women's and body image issues with Jason Seib and I, I wanted to do a show on the squat uh, and who better than Will Fleming and so basically I just like texted Will and we set it up like that day he's just like super easy going and, and, and very kind with his time he's super busy guy his show is showing up all over the place so the performance podcast um, let me make sure I make a note to link to the performance podcast with uh, Will Fleming and Coach Dos Remedios great stuff it's, it's one of the I've gotten where there's so many podcasts out there. I've gotten where I listen to like three or four, and that's on that's on my list. Um, oh well, that's a ringing endorsement. I would yes, say. yes. So it's good, great stuff. I usually listen to it while I'm working out. Uh, imagine that. Um, so let's get right to it. You can f- go to the website at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links and banners to the nutrients and skinny fat products that the Caltons have put together. There's coupon codes, dollar sign 10 simply human and dollar sign 5 simply human, respectively, for nutrients and skinny fat. Great stuff. Uh, if you want more more information about that, check it out on the website. Um, there's a Facebook page, YouTube channel. We've got the Simple Human Kids and Simple Human Moms page to check out. I wrote a new article on Everyday Paleo about uh, an alternative to microwave popcorn, which actually sp- sparked some, uh, some oh, I don't know, debate or whatever. That, I guess that's... Uh, that, that leads me to, we're going to talk about something, Rick, remind me, in the Simply Human Tip of the Week. I, I, I know it. I just I just figured out what the Simply Human Tip of the Week is going to be based on the uh, article. We'll talk organic. about it later. 
Yeah, so at SimplyHuman52 is my Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can email Rick. I already said my email. You can email Rick at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get to the Will Fleming interview where we're going to talk to Will about basic human movement, the benefits of the squat, FMS overhead squat test, hip restrictions, the butt wink, huh? <laughs> shearing forces, the rock back, how low should you go, toes or heels, the tripod foot, and the squatty potty. Here's Will. Joining us today on the Simple Human Podcast, you know him. He's been on before. I love his stuff. His wife has been on. We had an all-Fleming show one time. He peed in his bib, his ski bib. Wilson Fleming. Wilson, welcome. Not Wilson back. Welcome back to the Simple Human Podcast. Gosh, I, I really appreciate that intro. I, I love it when my peen and my pants stories get brought up. Yeah, you're like speaking at a conference. You're like, you're the expert brought he in. He's in his pants, folks. <laughs> He's done it more than once. And when he wasn't a little kid, it's Will Probably Fleming. did it recently. Yeah. <laughs> he just peed in his pants just now when I said that. It's nerves. <laughs> but he's really good once he gets going. Here he is, Will <laughs> Don't mind the smell. Okay. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Yes. Oh, hey, I meant to say this to you off air, but instead I'm going to say it on air. As a fellow Tommy Boy expert, aficionado, whatever, however you want to say that. Let's uh, call it uh, aficionado because expert <laughs> might, uh, I might get confused with black sheep because sometimes okay. my lines get Okay, stuff. there you go. Well, I we have a new volleyball coach at the, at the university that I work at, and he is a he's class of two thousand high school, which is basically my class. I mean, I was ninety nine, but I was very young for my age. I, I should have been class of two thousand. My parents are just idiots. Um, sorry, and uh, <laughs> we we basically somehow we got talking about Tommy Boy, and and he can he can hang it right in there with me on like really? quoting it from like the very first line which is son of a when he you know when he runs in from the playground yeah. to get, catch the bus and he and he runs into the screen door from the very beginning like we were like basically just sat there during the whole volleyball workout quoting Tommy boy it was awesome <laughs> excellent yeah excellent. so you would really like this guy <laughs> all right well you know we've, we've done this before where we've had like a, a a repeat guest back on to talk about a specific topic and not necessarily uh, you know, what's your background and why are you doing what you're doing and who are you? It's just more of like, you know, we did it with Jason Seib and like the women's body image issue uh, topic. And so today I wanted to have Will on to, to really just do like 30 minutes on the squat and and why it's so important. And and so we'll just dive right in. And, and you know, before chairs, uh, people squatted many times throughout the day. They would rest to, and squat they would poop to squat uh, some the, the women would also have to do the other bodily fluid uh, excrement not excrement you, peeing let's just say that squatting you know, so squatting was a part of the day all throughout the day it's it's kind of like exercise now is like you sit all day and then you exercise for 60 minutes like that's not that's not how it was supposed to be so we need to squat more so I'm just gonna ask you straight up, why is the squat so important? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's definitely like a basic human movement, right? Like uh, along with walking, running, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, it's one of the basic human movements. So we need to, um, you know, it's a pretty good indicator that you have good joint health and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you had to pause in a half squat to take a dump, uh, you'd probably dislike going to the bathroom right yeah, so because it would like thing. just it would be a, a, a much bigger mess yeah <laughs> so so i mean uh certainly we don't we don't have to squat today we could you know we could sit at 90 degrees in chairs all the time we could you know all that kind of stuff but uh it's a basic human movement and then when it comes to strength training it's you know it's just uh, one of the the best movements to to build lower body strength and and uh it you know, it transfers really well to the completion of athletic tasks if your legs are stronger and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's just it's just super important across the board uh, from a basic basic movement sta uh, standard to one that would uh, that would allow athletes to perform at a higher level. So um, it definitely it definitely is something that we need to be considering when we're talking about uh, training programs and what we're doing to to live a better life. Yeah, it covers like the whole spectrum, just like you said. And, you know, I, 
what I tell people is if if you could pick, if you could only take one exercise with you on a desert island, you know, uh, hypothetically, you could do many exercises on a, on a desert island. But if you could only do one, I would say the squat, because not only are you, you know, uh, really sort of tapping into your your hip and your pelvis health, your joint health there, which is such an important, uh, uh, you know, joint structure, uh, then you're also getting the isometric back and shoulders, and I mean, you're you're working like the whole body. You're getting, you're tapping into your central nervous system, your hormonal system, your your musculoskeletal system. There's just so many benefits uh, to being able to just squat down correctly and one of the things that I've noticed and I was going to ask if you see this too since I've been uh, sort of coaching more here recently e- even high level division one college athletes can't can't just okay we're gonna do a groin stretch you know squat down and their feet are either you know almost 180 degrees out or they can't they you know they can't squat with their heels on the ground like what are, do you see that with any of your elite level athletes that can't just get it down to a basic squat and why is that yeah so there's you know there's several reasons that we might see someone not be able to get into squat and and I certainly see it from my middle school athletes to my college athletes and um, even especially in some of the uh, higher level guys that are older like um, you know pro athletes that that are maybe uh, in their mid-20s and stuff like that. And typically, you're going to be looking at some sort of tissue restriction. Uh, So, you know, you would look at ankles. So if the feet are rotating out, that's usually an ankle restriction. They have a hard time getting into, like, into dorsiflexion. So uh, by turning the feet out, they they lessen that that need for dorsiflexion. Or, you know, obviously the same thing with your heels coming off the ground, your, your... uh, ankle doesn't have to go into as much dorsiflexion. So um, that's one restriction. Uh, the next restriction we'd probably see is something at the at the hips. So they may have a difficult time getting into hip flexion. So they could be just having tight hip flexors. You know, that, that tissue is all bound up and, and tight. You would uh, see an athlete that's going to have a hard time flexing the hip past 90 degrees or something like that because uh, everything is is, ball- is kind of tightened and, and shortened. Um, so it's, it's not going to go into its, its fully flexed position or they could lack like hip internal rotation or external rotation. So those are all like, and, uh, that's all, that could be tissue restrictions as well. So, um, and when we come to soft tissue restrictions, those are things that we can mobilize and, and change. So, you know, if, if we know that someone has, uh, tight ankles, we'll directly work on mobility exercises that would, that would give them increased uh, dorsiflexion. So reasons you might have a tight ankle is, you know, previous history of ankle sprains or something like that. And if it's just a couple, then you'll probably have a soft tissue restriction. If they've had chronic ankle sprains, uh, you know, across their, their athletic history. And that's why we see older athletes who are less likely to do so because they have years and years and years of restricted movement that are kind of, uh, put together in one and, uh, doesn't allow them to, uh, get to that bottom squat position. So we may have to take a more aggressive approach to getting ankle range of motion back. So maybe we have them go see, you know, a, a manual therapist or a soft tissue worker that could, uh, free up that tissue and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll see it from, I'm most concerned when I see it with, with younger individuals. So if I see it in, uh, you know, a middle school athlete or a a freshman in high school, then I'm like, what the heck has been going on right. that you are already restricted like that? So, uh, but they're also more plastic and malleable, so they can they can make those changes quicker. Uh, my older athletes are going to have a little bit harder time doing that, and so in those cases, maybe we have to go to something like when we talk about the ankle restriction, we do a squat where we have the athlete elevate their heels slightly or something like that. Right now. Um uh, is there like a, a sort of a litmus test or something for specifically for the ankles? And then we can talk about other other joints in a second. But like, you know, like let's say I'm sitting on the ground and my my legs are straight out in front of me and my feet are neutral. Like, is there should you be able to dorsiflex? And that's like bringing your toes up like to your knees. Like, should you be able to dorsiflex twenty degrees, forty five degrees? Like, what's the what's the range that you need to be able to get to? Well. um, you know, you, you want to have, uh, 
I think you want to have a like 100, um, just over 100 to 110 degrees of dorsiflexion. So you know, 90 degrees just being neutral, and then uh, and then increase or sorry, not 110. Uh, we want to be able to get to 65 or or 70 degrees, right? right. So that dorsiflexion angle is better than 90 degrees. Um, but that said, um, you know the pat like a an active you know, creating active dorsiflexion while sitting on the ground is difficult. So, uh, I like to, I like to measure it in, in an actual squat position. So we use a functional movement screen overhead squat test as a barometer of their ability to squat. So that test is, um, you know, you try to do an overhead squat with a dowel rod and then if their heels come off the ground, then we'll elevate the heels, uh, two inches and see if they can do it again. Right. Right. And if they can then get squat lower and not let their heels come off the ground, then we know that it's an ankle restriction. And, and I don't know to what degree it's an ankle restriction. We just are going to, uh, we're going to work on correcting the ankle restriction at that right. point. Yeah. There's, there's pretty big gray area in there. It's not like, unless you can get to 65 degrees, many then degrees, you can't. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, like, and so with like with hips, I, I found that, you know, just being able to sit, uh, well, when I was a kid, it was called Indian style, but I believe now it's called crisscross applesauce. Uh, and just being able to sit like that comfortably is a pretty good uh, indicator of, of hip flexibility. And like, if you can't sit like that, you know, which I can't, and I'm working to get back to where I can because uh, our school system, uh, you know, forced me to to not ever sit like that, and so now I can't, and so I blame the school system. Uh, but is school that I mean system? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> So, like, are there what, what what sort of like tests you do? And is there like a, a YouTube video or something for that uh, the overhead squat test yeah, uh, that I'm, I could I'm link certain to? If you search Just, FMS overhead squat test, you you would get okay, I'll, uh, I'll plenty of that. results. Overhead squat test. So, is there anything you do like something like that that will look at the hips and the and and like say, okay, my ankles are good. I can I can dorsiflex actively, and that's no problem. But I still can't squat correctly. Next step, let's look at our hips, and then what kind of tests do you do uh, to to see if the hips have the correct range of motion? Yeah. So, <clears throat> continuing on that overhead squat test, um, this isn't like a panacea to all to all everything that we have, but um, we can we can use it if we do then elevate the heels and they still can't get uh, a good depth then we're probably looking at something in the hips to uh, that that would be restricted so once you elevate the heels we take out the ankles from the equation if they can't get down then we're probably looking at some sort of hip restriction and then going from there there's really two types of hip restrictions and this I, I don't know if you're going to ask how deep should people squat were you going to ask that question? I was, yes. Because I, like, I the next question I was going to ask is like, because you said good, get down to a good depth, I was going to ask you to define good depth. Well, so a good depth for a squat is honestly the greatest range of motion that someone can have and, uh, and maintain like requisite stability through the lumbar spine. So like the low back um, needs to stay neutral. The spine needs to stay neutral. We're not having flexion and stuff like that. So you know the idea of butt wink, right? I don't. Oh, okay. Tell me about so, butt wink. Okay, so butt wink is if you can if you can picture a squat. Um, when some people squat to a certain depth, uh, their pelvis will kind of tuck under. Right, like and, and like to think of it like it's your low back sort of rounding, right? Right. Like, so yeah. if their pelvis tucks under, that's the butt wink. And really, what's happening is that uh, their lumbar spine is going into flexion. Right. right? And that that's a really bad idea when you have load on the top of your spine, right? Right, so, because because it, your spine, particularly your lumbar spine, is designed to handle load, but in that lordotic, that like that right. extended and sort of rounded, uh, uh, concave, right? And so as soon as as soon as you round forward or butt wink, now if you've got load on your your back isn't designed to handle load in that position, and guess what? Low back injuries. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if we have load up there and then you go into flexion, uh, you're creating what would be called like shear forces. So the, the vertebra are sliding across each other or they're having tension placed across their joint. And that's what will, you know, that'll cause disc, you know, disc problems or, or stuff like that. And some athletes, it won't, you know, they could do it a thousand times and never have one problem. But we don't know if it's a thousand or one or two, two times, you know. So right. we want to avoid that butt wink, particularly with load 
on the top of the spine. Um, you know, the lumbar spine is really, really capable of handling like compressive forces. You know, you could just, your lumbar spine could probably handle it if you could stay neutral and straight up and down and hold, you know, 500, a thousand pounds on your back. Right. Right. I mean, the big caveat being if you can stay straight up and down. Um, but you know, it's pretty well equipped to do that, but shear forces, it doesn't have as much, uh, it doesn't have as great of an ability to withstand those. So, um, we want to, we want to look at that idea of butt wink and eliminate that. And so typically, um, you'd say, butt wink, that's some sort of, uh, soft tissue restriction. And, Certainly, if we did the overhead squat and the athlete was unable to get depth even with their heels elevated, we have some sort of restriction at the hips. But we want to look and see if it's a bony restriction or if it's a soft tissue restriction. Um, So the idea of a a bony restriction then is uh, along the lines of, you know, you have at the hip, you have your femur and you have your pelvis. And, you know, the joint of the pelvis, the acetabulum right there uh, is it can be at different depths. So it's totally dependent on uh, how your body is, you know, your anatomy and whatnot. So if you have really deep hip sockets, uh, then, you know, you're likely to have a bony restriction before you have a soft tissue restriction. If you have really shallow hip sockets, you're likely to be able to get as much depth as possible. So when you have this idea, um, and there's there's some really good research out there by a guy named Stu McGill. He does all this back and spine research that I was talking about with uh, shear and compressive loading. And he wrote a really cool book called Ultimate Back Fitness and Performance um, that is a really good read for trainers and coaches. And uh, even it, it's, it's probably appropriate for uh, anyone who wants to perform at a high level and and who has you know, particular interest in keeping their back healthy. Um, but he also talks about an idea, uh, called Celtic hip. Um, so, uh, just the idea that people of Northern European, uh, and Western European descent. So Scottish people, Irish, stuff like that are typically going to have a deeper hip socket and they're going to be, uh, less likely to squat as deep. So if your last name is O'Callaghan, uh, you're probably going to have a different, uh, difficult time uh, squatting to depth, huh. even if you're, uh, even if you're, you know, you have your soft tissue all in order. You don't have tight hip flexors and all that kind of stuff, just because you have a bony restriction. And the only way to get greater depth is to create lumbar flexion and not, um, you know, so you can't maintain that neutral spine. On the other hand, uh, McGill says that people of Eastern European descent and Asian descent. Uh, often have more shallow hip sockets, and and he goes on to point out that that's he would postulate that that is a, partly the reason for greater Olympic lifting success for Russians and yeah and uh, you know the Asian nations huh. like China and stuff like that. That's super interesting. So so do you recommend like say somebody you know has a, just a little bit of load on their spine and they get a little butt wink at about three quarter depth. Do you tell them to just squat to that depth until they work down? Or do you say, don't even squat at all with any load until you can get like a, a full depth, which is where you get, you have your hamstrings activated and you're, you're, and I guess we need to kind of go into what exactly is full depth. Is it, uh, like below parallel? Is it when your hamstrings are completely stretched out? And, you know, so like, how do you recommend to tell people if, if you look at them and they get a butt wink, down there towards the towards parallel, you know how do you how do you coach them? Yeah, so uh, you know the first thing I'll do is kind of decide whether or not that is uh, try and decide if that's a bony restriction or if it's a soft tissue restriction. So the easiest thing to do then is just take them off the bar or whatever implement you're using and put them in an all fours position and do what we call a rock back. So uh, a rock back is just all fours position, core is braced. Uh, you know, the spine then is parallel to the ground, um, knees are on the ground, hands are on the ground. So you can imagine that this is just a squat position rotated from our feet 90 degrees into the floor. And then they'll just use their hands to push back into uh, what would look like a squat position. And if they can do this and not have that butt wink, then we're likely dealing with a soft tissue restriction and just the addition of loading while they're in a vertical uh, stance is going to create that that butt wink um if they can't get into this then we're probably looking at something like 
uh, a bony restriction. So we may play around then with the, the width of the stance, right? So we could widen it out so they're in a little more external rotation and see if they can get uh, a better position that way. We may, may narrow it down so maybe they can rely a little bit more on hip internal rotation to get down there. Um, and then we'll, we'll come up from there and do um, you know squats with that same stance. So maybe it's a little bit wider than they thought it was going to be or maybe it was a little bit more narrow. And using that rock back, we can eliminate the idea of being a bony restriction or a soft tissue restriction. And then once we have that, we can say, what's the appropriate depth? And, you know, with no load on the spine whatsoever, uh, even gravity is not really playing into account uh, in that rock back position, we can, um, we can decide what depth is appropriate. So, you know, some people are going to have femurs and uh, lower legs that allow them to get to this really, really low depth. And some people are going to be uh, long-legged and, uh, you know, short-spined, and it's not going to be as deep. So, um, at that point, we're going to be able to make a decision on how low should you squat ideally uh, and then go from there. So, you know, once we have that that information, then we can say you're probably going to squat to, you know, what would look like parallel or you're going to squat uh, just below it. You're going to squat, uh, you know, heels to hi- uh, hips to heels or something like that. So so like the, uh, the rock back, like so you know, and I'll I'll make a little video to show people like exactly what the rock back is, but. You know, so your toes are like on you know, all fours. Your toes are, are like on the ground, and mm-hmm. then you you just rock back. We did this at Paleo FX when I did your clean and jerk deal. Like we did this rock back. But I just for the listeners, like so, however far back or however the angle that your leg can get in, uh, it, you know, in, in relation to your spine, with without the butt wink, then that's about that's where where you need to start. Right. Yeah, that that's your goal then. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, definitely the mechanics change when you put a bar on your back or on your chest. Um, so the mechanics change. Uh, maybe you have a weaker core and your body wants to kind of round over and, and stuff like that. And your body just inhibits itself because it knows that there's a load on the on the shoulders or on the back. So it doesn't allow you to go as deep. But the goal then is to to be able to get, get to, to the depth. same position with a load uh, that we can when we're on the ground doing a rock back. Cool. So then at what point, let's say we, we rule out ankle uh, restriction, we rule out hip restriction, it, then do you go like thoracic spine restriction, shoulders? I mean, like what's the next? Right. So if we have like an upper body uh, issue where it looks like, man, they can't maintain a, a good posture while they're squatting, then we'll probably look up at the thoracic spine or something like that, right? Yeah. So the most typical thing is, you know, you get someone with this really rounded posture, in particular when you're talking about a front squat or some, something like that. And then we want to work on thoracic extension. Um, so we'll do any number of thoracic extension drills, either on a foam roller, over a bar, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that, uh, K-Star has on mobility wad would, would work really well to, uh, get more thoracic extension. He was um, on the, he was on the show, by the way. I know. I mean, yeah, this was it was, it. you were just like so fanboy. <laughs> I know. It was the worst interview ever. Cause I was just like, oh, oh, it, it was a really good time. To- just, you know, uh, it was an awesome topic hearing him talk about youth fitness, which right. is something that I'm really passionate about too. And, and I was really excited to hear him talk about, you know, some other topics that we haven't heard before. Yeah. The stand up so. kids website. And I was telling my wife, you know, my, my daughter started kindergarten as we record this, uh, today day she started her first day of kindergarten and i'm like well here's your desk i'm like maybe when she gets to like middle school we'll have implemented the uh the standing desk at all middle schools in my city like i can only dream but it's just like i just i just hate like thinking well here you here you go off to school and here's where you like start to glue up all of your perfect mobility but anyway, that's a that's a whole other topic. Um, you don't have kids, and but you Ashley keeps posting pictures of her like holding babies. We and, have lots of nieces, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. And then you can just like give them back and go home and go to sleep yeah. and sleep throughout, throughout the night. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, take me through. Okay, somebody comes in, or you're working with somebody, and you want to just see if if they can squat. Like, so somebody's like. How do I squat? Like, t- take me through like the cues that you give as far as like foot position, and then you know, okay, just squat down and p- push your knees out with your elbows, like or w- whatever you do to kind of just assess somebody. 
Yeah, so um, you know, if we're going to teach a squat, the first squat we'll probably do is um, a bodyweight squat. But you know, our first implement squat would be something like a kettlebell goblet squat or a dumbbell goblet squat. So holding that uh, kettlebell or dumbbell at the chest, you know, kind of cupping it like it's a you know a goblet, like your little John, you're going to drink out of your your uh, pimp cup. Can right. I say pimp cup? You, you can say pimp cup. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you listened to the episode that I said I was going to bleep out a word, and then I completely forgot to bleep out, and we said it like four times. Yeah, that was great. Okay. Uh, but you can say pimp cup. That's okay. So, uh, so, anyways, so you're you're holding the implement right there to your chest, and um, and then you know we have that brace spine. So holding it in front makes us kind of get that thoracic extension, and we're up tall. Um, the feet are going to be about shoulder width apart. Um, toes are going to be slightly out. Um, and obviously, if we've used a, a rock back beforehand, we'll have decided on the best depth that we can achieve. Uh, and then we're just going to work on keeping the feet flat on the ground. We're going to let the knees, uh, we're going to start kind of from the hips, let the hips move back a little bit. And I always think about pulling myself down from the hips. Right. Uh, as opposed, we don't want to hint. We don't want to hinge forward. We don't want to just slam the knees forward. We want to kind of pull ourselves down from the hips. We're going to let the knees go over the small toes. We're not trying to hammer our knees into external rotation, or our hips rather into external rotation. So we don't want the knees to go outside the toes. Um, And we're just going to go down and achieve that best depth. Um, One thing that we do is we really try and teach a squat with a vertical spine, right? So um, my goblet squat, my back squat, my front squat, my overhead squat should look almost identical, just the placement of the, of the bar or you know, implement is, is different. So my spine is vertical, my hips are, are fairly low, I have uh, a, you know, a really deep angle in my hip and I have a deep angle in my knee and my knees are tracking like over my toes. Um, I'm not a, I don't have a problem with knees passing the toes, uh, because, uh, it, that's, you know, kind of natural movement. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, anything awful. If you, if you come in with knee pain, then yes, we're probably going to modify your squat. But if you never had knee pain, then you know, squatting with your knees going past your toes isn't the worst. Thing, you know, isn't a bad thing yeah, necessarily. To, yeah, to me, it's like if you if you can squat down to a good depth, you've still got the curve in your low back. Your shoulders are like back and down in a neutral position. Your spine is vertical. Your feet, you know, the weight on your feet. You're not too far forward on your toes, and you're not completely on your heels. Your 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 feet are, you know, like then if your knees are past your toes, it's like that's that's yeah. not a problem. Like I mean, you, it you know the. Number one thing that would happen is if, you know, an Olympic lifter who squats multiple times, you know, several, several times a week um, and their knees go past their toes, you know, the worst thing that happens typically is they, you know, get some tendonitis, right, which isn't a great thing. But if you're squatting one day a week and you're doing three sets of 10, you're doing 30 reps and your knees go past your toes, but your back stays straight and all that kind of stuff you're probably not going to end up with tendonitis and uh, your back's going to be super duper safe, you know? Right. Uh, The issue when you try and like restrict the knee movement is you have to get movement someplace else. And usually that means that the torso leans forward. And then we get back into that idea of shear forces where if the bar's up high on your back, then, and you're leaning forward, then there's the base of your spine is far away from the, you know, the, I, you know, the fulcrum, the base of your spine right. is away from the load and you're going to start getting shear forces across your spine. And then we have issues with that. So I like to coach a vertical spine uh, as much as possible. So that fulcrum, that base of your spine is almost directly under uh, the loading, uh, the, you know, the source of the load. So the bar, or the kettlebell or whatever. Yeah, because the farther you, yeah, you lean forward, the more the more pressure, uh, and and yeah, like forces you said is gonna be put on that spine. And the same thing, like with your knees, if if you're doing heavy squats and you're only going down like you know half squats or three quarter squats, and you're not activating like the the back of your legs, aren't you creating like some pretty massive anterior like shearing forces like through the front of your knee? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at some of that uh, kind of documentation, the best are the greatest forces in your knee, those greatest anterior forces, which are the ones that couldn't cause like traumatic injuries. Uh, those happen, you know, in the first, 
uh, half of the squat, right? Right. Um, so just stopping there kind of just like puts the brakes on when you're going like 150 miles an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas, a, you know, you can get a natural deceleration and a and like a rebound effect from the stretch effect. Of your hamstrings. At the yeah. yeah, when yeah. you're at the very bottom. Right. Well, I, I cannot believe, like, I was thinking, God, just on the squat, we're going to have trouble, like, filling 30 minutes, and we're, we're, like, at 30 minutes. And I Really? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Mind-blowing. Yeah. So, just real quick, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, obviously, you don't want your weight on your toes, but one of the things that I was always coached was, like, weight on your heels, weight on your heels, weight on your heels, but, but as the more I do it, it's, I've kind of come into, like, a more, like, weight in the middle of your foot it's like where where do you stand as far as like the pun intended uh, as far as like where the weight should be distributed on a squat well um you're absolutely right we don't want to get too far on the heels we we don't want to get on the toes we don't want to get on the heels so we use a a term called tripod foot uh where if you can imagine you have uh, a point uh just in front of your heel you have a point just behind your big toe and you have a point just behind your small toe and we want to keep everything just balanced across that throughout right. the entire squat. So um, if you feel your weight rocking too far to your heels, that means you need to put some pressure towards the front two points. If your weight's too far towards your toes, you need to put some pressure towards the back of your foot. If it's too far to the inside, you know, uh, all, just going all the way around. So we have this uh, entire idea of maintaining a tripod foot uh, so, that, so that your weight can stay balanced over your entire foot. Cool. Okay. So one one more question, and then I'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some stuff you got going on. So like somebody comes in, they're they don't have great position at first. They're they're working through some soft tissue restriction. What do you tell them? Do you say you need to just like you know squat with a really light you know counterweight or up against a door frame where you can kind of pull yourself against the door frame and just get down in that squat position before we load the spine? Or do you do you say you know do like a three sets of ten with super light weight? You know like how, how do you coach someone that's just starting out? So if we're trying to just get some better depth on a squat or improve their range of motion, we're definitely going to use that rock back. And so we may put the rock back at the start of every workout. We may put it. Uh, as like a, a mobility exercise during the workout, just as a piece of their recovery. Um, and we're probably just encouraging them to like explore that squat. So uh, maybe it's just hang out there, you know, for a couple minutes every day, just throughout the day or something like that. You know, um, a few of the coaches wanted to improve their squat position in the gym. So they're doing like a 30 minute squat challenge. So Throughout the day, they just had to log a total of 30 minutes where they're just sitting in a squat, kind of hanging out there. And speak, speaking of that, real quick, this is a question I was meant to ask you earlier. So if you don't have load, if you're just squatting down to stretch, is the butt wink okay if you're just like trying to just stretch your hips out? Yeah, I mean, if you can imagine, uh, you know, populations that do squat more often, uh, they're probably not worried that much about a neutral spine if they're squatting without load you know right uh, I, I would imagine if if that is your preferred posture for uh using the bathroom uh then you you probably are just relaxing down there right you know right. so that butt wink is not that big a deal okay you know and i um, yeah i would recommend the squatty potty uh for anyone uh wanting to get into a you have natural one? i do uh i would i'd rather just like stand up on the toilet seat and squat, uh, but uh, the squatty potty I think uh, eliminates some of that splash factor. My my brother my brother had a uh, had a Kenyan roommate in college, uh, and it was the biggest shock in his life when he uh, walked in the bathroom and uh, his Kenyan roommate was standing yeah. on the toilet, <laughs> like Squatting a, on like an place. owl just like perched there, like waiting to yeah. like spring into like attack. Yeah, uh, he didn't lock the door. My brother walked in and was like, "What's <laughs> what? happening?" It just what I what did I just see? He he was not part of this natural movement right. phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well. Uh, Golly, there's just so much more. There was like, there's still like four or five more like points that I wanted to make, but we need to wrap this up. And so, tell us quickly. I signed up for your the programming that you are so generously doing for for free, right? Is that yeah, yeah? yeah. So how how can people sign up for your programming, and 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 also to get your poster? Yeah. Uh, so if they want to get the poster, it's at willfleming.com/posters. Um, if uh, they want free programming, it's just Olympic lift programming uh, delivered to their email inbox every day it's just you know group program generally it's a snapshot of what we're doing in the gym uh with my lifters and with myself 
Um, so if you want that, uh, if you go over to my Facebook page, there'll be a, there's a link over there cause the form is kind of a, a funny, it's, it's not an easy address to find. Yeah, it's like so X4T, it's like a YouTube page, which is Will Fleming or, um, uh, slash coach Will Fleming. Um, if you go over there, uh, there'll be a link on there, uh, pinned to the top so you can check it out. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, and, and, uh, hopefully, you know, we can, uh, maybe have a another uh, issue or topic issue where maybe we talk about the snatch or I just wanted to say that or you know the bench press or the push up or something else but uh really appreciate you doing this and I'll uh, uh we'll we'll talk soon and uh, hopefully get some people to the posters and to your programming well, Mark, thanks a bunch. Give Rick my best. I missed him this time. <laughs> yeah, he's asleep right now. So Every man Rick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll All right. do it. We'll see you, man. You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. Thank you, Coach Fleming. Really appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll have we could have Will back on to talk about other things uh like I don't know, how to live your life when you don't have kids and how easy that must be, Will. Yeah, sucker. <laughs> so anyway, I know I know Will listens to the show. He actually the, the reason that I thought that sort of prompted me to text him is he or no, I texted him about the the show, and he was like, "Funny, you should like ask me this because I'm I'm sitting here listening, catching up to all the Simply Human podcast shows." He was like listening to a marathon style, uh, like on a he was like traveling or something. But uh, so anyway, so Will is a good friend of the show. So go and we we mentioned his posters. I'll link to all that uh, in the willfleming.com slash posters. Then he's got the Facebook page and um, all that kind of stuff. So Will Fleming, check him out. Um, okay, so. We've had guests on for many of the humans being human, open, or just the stories, not just the open. Um, but uh, I think today I, I sort of teased a, a story last week, and I think it's I think it's time. I waited forty six episodes for this one, and I was hoping maybe I wouldn't have to tell this one because it is. And I and I, I promise. Oh wait, hold on. I need to make the sound before um, we go into the humans being humans. Right. Okay. <clears throat> So, so this, and, and I vow... It's just like War of the Worlds with like the Foley artist right there. I couldn't even tell that it was you. It's a horse clops. <laughs> so I, I make a, I'm going to make a solemn vow going into the story that I will not... This is not embellishing, fabricating, lying in any way. This is the honest truth. Okay. Every part of the story. So... Back in the day, I had some connections, kind of a long story, but I would perform at high school pep rallies. Like, I'm sorry, I need you to be more uh, descriptive of that. What does that mean? Oh, like tap dancing and... What? No, just kidding, just kidding. So like... <laughs> okay, like, I was like... Because you know, uh, like, okay, and this these are at the city where we live, and there's two very large high schools. And so these pep rallies aren't just like a small town. There's a hundred people there. I mean, we're talking thousands of people at these pep rallies. They bring in like the elementary schools, like everyone is, is at these well, pep and rallies. for, for people that may not understand the culture of West Texas, Friday night football is, is the, is the, by far the most popular thing going on that oh, yeah. high school football is humongous. It's huge. Tons of people pay attention. And if you don't like, if you've never really experienced it, like some of the, you know, the anecdotal stories are like the book Friday Night Lights or the TV show. It really is like that. It draws everybody's attention. These pep rallies before these football games and and, and co- uh, high school sports are humongous. Right. So they're, they're huge events. Yeah, they're a big deal. And side note, I played for the football Friday Night's coach in college. Side note. Um, okay, so... You know, I, I did Harry Carey. For instance, it's kind of an example. I would do like a Harry Carey bit. And I did that at a at the other school's pep rally, not the one that I'm going to talk about today. And like nobody laughed. It was just like, <laughs> it was just total silence because nobody knew what in the heck I was doing, this Harry Carey thing. And this Who's has been Harry like, Carey? Yeah, this has been like 10 years ago. So actually a little bit more than 10 years ago. So the skit we were going to do, you know, they come out and they play the fight song and the team comes out and like the, there's a motivational speaker. Then they might have like some funny stuff. So like we would come out or I would come out or whoever and, and do like a funny skit. So what I was doing this particular day was a, was a character that I had created called Coach Kenny. And he came out and I'm wearing like a super tight, like a ref, referee shirt with those bike shorts with like the double button. They're like super Coach, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like the super short, yeah. like uh, polyester coat. Shoes. Yes, knee high socks, like some old Nikes, and like a trucker hat, big Air Force glasses, and a whistle. Like that was my deal. And I came out and I did all this thing. I fought like your stereotypical, like uh, you know, gym teacher type coach. Yeah. So I would come out. I would do this big long intro thing that uh, you know, and stuff like you know, I fought in World War or WW one, WW two, and www.com. I fought you know in Indo Indochina, Indonesia, and Indoplasmic reticulum. Um, you know, all this sort of this weird stuff. So all the kids are laughing and it's this big thing. Well, I had this, th- this particular day I had like my rival coach was going to come out and we were going to like have this fight thing and then we were going to do a dance. You know, that, that's always funny. Like bring, bring one of the players up and like teach him a dance and like do this dance and everyone goes crazy. So the guy's name is Andy, uh, who I was, who was my rival coach. And we were upstairs, like right above the, the, the gym, there was like the coaches' offices were sort of off a little bit upstairs. And so Andy and I were up there preparing. You know, like we're, we're getting into our costumes and we're kind of going over our dance moves and stuff like that. Well, we're going over the dance moves and I had to fart. <laughs> so I was like, and, and we're like, we're, we're doing a dance move where like I'm turned one way, like, like with my back into like facing Andy, right? So he's like facing me and then we turn and go the other way. So when we turn where he's facing me, I was just gonna like, just let him have it in this like, (laughs) in this like tiny little coach's offices. What a good friend you are. Yeah. So, I mean, we turn and do... By the way, everyone, don't try to share an elevator with Mark. Yeah. (laughs) So we like turn to, you know, do this dance move and I'm just like... I mean, just like, just rip, rip into him. And he like laughs or whatever. Well, I am not laughing. I, <laughs> I, I, and I mean, and like literally the, the band has, has started to play like the, the so like the, there's no time left. There's, I mean, the pepper play has started and we're like on the rundown. We're like five things in. So that, you know, it's going to be like the, the song, a cheer, the, the spirit squad was going to do something less than five minutes to, to oh, e- you, easily, easily less than five minutes. And I, and I, I, I came out to the final countdown that, uh, is it Europe that sings the final countdown? Anyway. So, uh, yes, it is. Europa, I think is the name. So when I, when I hear that, I know like it's time for me to go on and that time is rapidly approaching. So I look at Andy who's laughing, you're like, Oh gross, whatever. I was like, Andy, I just my pants. <laughs> and I'll bleep that out. But and, and and he he goes, what? And I was like, I just my pants. He's like, well, no, 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 maybe like just check. I was like, Andy, there's no like, there's no checking. There, yeah, there's no like, oh, maybe a little bit came out. Like there is in my underwear. Like I had just completely obliterated. Like not like a little liquid. Like a, a like a, a full on like solid piece of. This isn't like an accidental like you know spraying right this is like a regular and, just normal. and so it's like oh I, i'm wearing these short shorts what is the matter listen i'm wearing these sh- <laughs> <laughs> listen i'm wearing these like short short coaching shorts right and they're really tight and that are really, really tight so I, i'm i'm they're, they're, i mean the band is playing like we're like on soon we're about to have to start going down and make our way down so he's you know I don't even know what like what I said to Andy. I I'm gonna have to bleep out so many words right there. So I run like downstairs. I'm, I, my my only plan is like go. I I just step one, get to a restroom. Right. I like how, by the way, you have like an automatic contingency plan. Like it's like a protocol. You know, if you live like in you know the Midwest, like Kansas or Oklahoma, you have like okay, tornado is coming. Here are the steps that we take to prevent against tornado destruction. Right. Step one is you get this. Step two is you have like an automatic uh, protocol for when you take a crap in your pants. Right. Right. I, I, no I pull out. I pull out my little sheet from my back pocket and I'm like, <laughs> it's hey, like follow. <laughs> follow. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a wristband. It's like on my wristband. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even in my pocket. I need it so often. Uh, so, okay, so okay, here's where it gets crazy. Oh well. Yeah. Hang on. So I don't know where the bathroom is. So I run downstairs to try to find the bathroom. At the base of the stairs are all of like the kids who are too cool to be in the pep rally. If you kind of know, these are the kids with like the pants down around their knees. 
uh, if we were outside, they would probably be smoking. Yeah, Pepperelli's stupid, yeah, man. Yeah, But they're like hanging out yeah, in the outside. So it's these guys. So here comes Coach Kenny down the stairs, <laughs> full-on costume and everything. And I don't want to stay in one place too long. Because the you don't want the cloud of stench to right. gather around. Like so if, Yeah, so if you can imagine me doing like a square step. Or a box step, I guess, like they call that, like in line dancing or in dancing. There's like the box step. I'm like doing the box step. I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, do y'all? And I'm like moving as I'm saying this right now. I'm actually doing the box step. I'm like, do y'all like know where the bathroom is? Like trying to <laughs> kind of like play it off, all cool. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's over there. So I like run past them. They're probably all like, what was that smell? So I run into the bathroom, and I'm okay. So keep in mind, I am in full on panic mode, right? I mean, like it. The, now the cheerleaders are like doing their cheer, so it's like one more check off the rundown to to where we're gonna be on. So all I can think to do, I take, I'm in a full on panic. I take, oh, I don't care. This is where it gets gross. If you're, are you sweating now? Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this and you have a weak stomach, turn it off. So I take, obviously, oh take my underwear off, and there's no saving them. So I. In my panic, how I, many times, by the way, have you said that phrase in your whole life? By the way, there's I took no my save. underwear off, and there was no saving because I think seriously, so, that's the second time you said that on, on the show. Before yeah. So in my panic, I dropped them into the toilet because you know that's just okay. So I'm like, Kona, so I'm I'm cleaning myself off and all that stuff. Well, then like I'm thinking, I put my coaching shorts back on commando style, which Ugh. is not good, you know, because now it's like camel toe all up in the house you know it's, and it's not called a camel toe with men by the way so i i have the, i have one okay it's it, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession to make i have a camel toe okay so in my panic i put my clothes back on i look down and i'm like i can't leave these underwear in the toilet they can't it won't right they won't you can't flush it, it won't flush so, but in my haste, I, I also didn't realize that the toilet, whoever took a leak in it before oh. me, hadn't flushed. So my underwear is sitting in like dark yellow urine. Oh, this is just there's terrible. Your, by the way, there's your clip for like, and remember, my underwear <laughs> sitting in dark yellow urine. The out of so context clip. Anyway. what do I do? In my panic, I reach in with oh, my hands. Oh, gosh. I pull the underwear out and like sling them over into like the trash can. So like leaving this trail of, of hellish filth across the bathroom floor. And by this time, I just, so my hands are just, I, I don't, I, it's, it, I mean, it's the, the music starts. So I don't even have time to wash my hands. I just like run out into the thing and like perform this with Andy, you know, like I'm, you know, part of the we're doing like hand slapping and stuff, you know, like during this dance oh. and all this stuff. And Andy has no idea what's been going on Did since you ever I left tell him. him. Oh yeah, of course. So uh, so reach into a toilet. So Jen was there, and to your wife. Yeah. So we're oh, we're like walking out to the car afterwards. It's me, Andy, and Jen. And I I turned it, and this is this is really telling. I mean, we've been married like maybe a year or two. This is a long time ago. Still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And so, but or she but, doesn't know that you do this. No, no, no. Probably about three times a year. No, she already knew, and this is <laughs> and, and this is how she knew because because as soon as I said, "Hey, Jen," and me and Andy and Jen are walking, I said, "I'll give you one guess as to why I'm not wearing underwear right now." <laughs> And she like, without any hesitation, she like hit me on the arm and was like, quit farting all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like she knew immediately what had happened. Like she knew that I had pooped my pants and I had to discard my underwear. Like without even like asking, like because it had happened so much. So, I mean, that was just, you know, of course I washed my hands right afterwards, but that was one of the worst moments of my life. I mean, it's just like, what, like the worst timing and just the filthiest filth of all time. And You need to write like a coffee table book just with just the the crap in your pants stories. Like with nothing else. No, like, you know, you're, you're a wealth of like nutrition and fitness and all yeah. that. No, just, Chapter one, <laughs> like a Tucker Max time book. I did it at the uh, at yeah. my friend's sleepover when I was like nine. Yeah, we're, I we're, put the we're, underwear in the in the plastic in, bag. We're, like the Tucker Max has the stories of all like the womanizing that he did. Mine is like all the times <laughs> I lost control of my Gosh. bowels. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, 
Oh, crud. Well, yeah, I just made a note to make sure to bleep out all that stuff. But it's just, it's funnier if you say the, the real yes, word. Yes, well, that's fine. Uh, I don't think anyone will have a problem. With yeah, that. so yeah, especially if you made it this long in the in the story. So that's yeah, if you're, the well, also story. if you're like forty plus episodes deep in this thing, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah, here. yeah. So <laughs> that's the that's the terrible story. All right, God, well, uh, you are insane. Oh, I got to make the noise to the end. The humans being human. <laughs> People are going to think you just <laughs> tore your pants, <laughs> bent over and tore your pants. Thanks. I mean, no thank you, Mark, for just sharing that horrible humans being human story. And speaking of that, unless you want more of my stories, we need more humans being human open ideas. So if you have a funny story, we actually probably need to have Amanda back on uh, Oh, yeah, soon, that's right. Yeah, she had Because she has some pretty cool stories. So, Amanda, if you're listening to this, I'll probably, be, I'll probably have already emailed you by the time this has come out. Um, and... Remember about the t-shirts. I wanted to make sure, again, email me. Speaking of emailing, email me if you want uh, a Simply Human t-shirt or a Simply Human Kids t-shirt. Um, so, yeah, humans being human open. Keep sending us story ideas. I have a couple of friends that I ha- actually, one one of my friends named Greg, who I went to high school with, could tell a poop-in-the-pants story about me, which we haven't told yet, um, which happened in our locker room at in high school, um, which is a pretty yeah, which is a pretty, which is a pretty funny one. It was in front of the entire football team, like the JV and freshman team, the, every all two hundred people that were associated with football. Um, so may may have try to get Greg on and tell that that story. To, to I help. hate you. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> And we may have, you know, we, we'll, you know, if you have an idea for humans being human, let us know. So uh, that brings us to the tip of the week, uh, which is don't poop your pants. <laughs> Do your best today not to poop your pants. Just kidding. That's um, like your personal mantra. You have like a, written like on a little piece of like a post-it note like, on my mirror. Like getting ready, you brush your teeth, you shave, and you're like, all right, don't poop your pants. All right, world, I'm ready to go attack you. And you look at you. Do don't, not poop your pants. Don't poop your pants. <laughs> Just don't poop your pants. Okay, so I wrote the article. And I'll link to the uh, popcorn uh, everydaypaleo.com popcorn article I wrote on everydaypaleo.com, uh, and really like so, pop, microwave popcorn has you just have to go to the article and read it like six or seven just horrible things associated with it from the lining of the plastic bag to the type of corn seed that they use to. Uh, you know, the the PFCs and the chemicals and the flavorings and all the stuff that's on there that's just poisonous in, inside your body. And the definition of poison is something unnatural in your body. So it's like, yeah, of course it's, it's poison. Uh, so that's not like using the word like incorrectly. So I wrote an article about how if you're going to have popcorn, like if it's movie night and you, you're going to enjoy life and, and watch a movie with your kids, that, you know, popcorn... It, it's it's you know not like you're eating it for breakfast lunch and dinner but if you're gonna have it a couple times a month or something that there's a recipe that I put on there it's it's like non-gmo like organic corn which isn't expensive at all uh, that you cook in coconut oil or that skinny fat stuff uh, that's that's linked on my website uh, or butter you can do that and then and then putting uh, butter and sea salt on top of it so you have four ingredients and zero of the poisonous things well we had people commenting like well corn actually really isn't paleo is it though and then someone else wrote because I, I did something about you know the science behind GMOs is is just just tons of it out there and there's also you can find science saying that it's not harmful but you know I want to know I want people to show me that that it is like safe not that it's not harmful you know like so yeah there's a difference between showing something is safe and showing that something is not not safe right that, like, yeah makes it, you know you know what I'm saying like right. there's a difference between good for you and not bad for right you. right so I the yeah the burden of proof is on the GMO people to show that it is safe not that it oh well, it has sure they're gonna get right on it yeah sure yeah well it hasn't it hasn't caused any any ma- major things yet but you know it's like anyway and so I had this one, you know, so basically in the article, I said something like, you know, GMO, bottom line, there's a lot of science that I could quote, but GMOs, our bodies aren't des- aren't designed to handle things that are, are, are genetically modified to withstand in- insecticide and pesticide and to yield the highest acre or highest yield per acre. And then there was somebody that posted all about this. And then there was other thing about, well, I thought corn, blah, blah, blah. And it's really like, People get so hung up on so the tip of the week is don't get too hung up on like the paleo label or any label 
for that. Yeah, matter. I was gonna say any label, really. Yeah, because like if you're, and, and I responded with like, if you're a hundred percent, if you and your family are a hundred percent paleo, hundred percent of the time, then you are an, you are incredible. Like it, it to me, like you know, like right now, I'm or yesterday when I was reading the these comments, I'm sitting in a chair, typing on a computer under artificial light. That's not paleo. You know, yeah, what if I mean? you're 100 like, percent paleo, you live in the woods. The show because you live in a cave right. somewhere, right? You're like an actual cave. Yeah. Probably. So basically, like the 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 tip is just don't get too hung up on, you know, following a diet plan or a one size fits all kind of thing. Just find what works for you, and and live your life and, and to try to become the healthiest person that you can be in the context of which you have chosen to live. Now. You know, to me, do I think that somebody that lives on a mountain can be physically healthier than somebody who lives in a very busy, smoggy city? Yeah. But if you choose to live in that smoggy city, make choices within that context that are going to allow you to be as healthy as you can be because it, the, 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 what you lose moving out into the woods is, isn't enough to outweigh like what you gain from, you know, having your family and friends around you and being able to walk to a grocery store you know those there, there's kind of like this cost uh benefit kind of a thing that you can that you can weigh and and so anyway do you have any more thoughts on that well i think as well as like uh you know don't get too caught up in labels i think for people like me if uh you know everything is a label uh you know uh, gotta be strict paleo or you know strict primal or no sugars no grains or whatever if you do happen to like you know go off the off the rails a little bit if you're if you like labelize everything then you know at least for me it has a tendency to make me feel very discouraged that i didn't have enough willpower or this and that so does that make sense yeah oh absolutely if you if you if you you want to like label everything like that then it's it could have like a negative effect right yeah your psyche almost yeah yeah and that's i think that's actually something that i said in one of the comments that i put in like a reply to one of the comments was you know, you can get so hung up and be so stressed out over the labels and oh, is this? I, I got I got fed this. Yeah, if something. you're stressing over this, then you're, it's defeating the purpose right, of right. because part of the simple human lifestyle is uh, you know is not getting stressed out over things like that. You know, right? Exactly. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I know that was. And, and sorry if uh, if the pep rally story was a little too much. If someone's like listening to that, like in their car with their family, <laughs> subscribe. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm out of here. So speaking of that, go to iTunes, subscribe to us. If you if you just download the shows and like and listen to them online, it would really help us out if you would subscribe to us. Tell a friend. Really, really appreciate you guys listening to the show. It's it's just yeah, like you said earlier, kind of blows my mind how many downloads we're getting every month or every week. And and uh, just thank you for making us part of your day. Um, hope hope that uh, you know we can continue to bring good content and and try to hope. You know, hopefully get you laughing uh, some. So. And I'm going to try to get Mark to stop crapping in his pants. Seriously. So different kind of genres <laughs> for this. That's yes. my goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but we'll, yeah, we, we I can don't try. Think it's going to. Don't poop your pants. Don't poop your pants. Okay. <laughs> so you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Go there, and there's everything you can ever imagine Simply Human. There's T-shirts and the Facebook page and YouTube channel and uh, Simply Human Moms, all that good stuff. Email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email Rick. At simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Uh, coming up next time, I believe it is John Fragoso on episode 47. Sarah's husband, who's a chiropractor and just a, a, a movement expert and just a, a healthy lifestyle expert. And then coming up on our year anniversary, it's a special guest. It may or may not be Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal will be on the one year anniversary well, episode. So everyone, everyone listen. Everyone download that well, episode. That's what Rick is NBA Hall of Famer, top 50 player of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. That's what Rick is saying. I am not ready to commit to that yet. I'm, I'm emailed not, his people. It's as good as done. Right, but I'm not you saying know. he's not. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just not going to say go. he is. Yeah. All right. The glass is half full. Exactly. Thank you. For, I'll, I'll finish. Thank you in advance for being on with Shaquille. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Shaquille. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Even Podcast. And remember, short. What is the matter? Listen, I'm wearing these. Sh- <laughs> So until next time, enjoy yourself.